Welcome to the Inside the Music Podcast. I'm your host, The Goose, and this is a companion piece to The Goose Classic Rock Hour radio show. In this podcast, I'll be going more in depth about the classic rock bands and talk about their history and the making of their albums. On today's show, I'm talking about the band Styx from their humble beginnings and formation to their complete stardom from their 1977 album, Grand Illusion. And you will also hear from the two leaders of Sticks, Dennis DeYoung and Tommy Shaw in this episode as well. Now let's put the needle down into the grooves of the record and let's get started. With hits such as Lady, Come Sail Away, Renegade, Too Much Time in My Hands, Babe, and Mr. Roboto, Styx wasn't a band that became successful overnight. They wouldn't gain stardom until about five years into the band's career, so I guess you can say they are a band that tested the strength and will of time. And they came out on the other end successful five years later with the release of 1977's The Grand Illusion. But let's start by going more in depth of those early years. Styx was officially formed by Dennis DeYoung, Chuck and John Pananzo, James Young, and John Koruleski in 1972. The nucleus of Styx was technically formed in the early 1960s when Dennis and the Pananzo brothers formed a band called the Trade Winds. Though they wouldn't take music seriously until after watching the Beatles perform on the Ed Sullivan Show in 1964. Our show, ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. I think my dreams didn't really start until after I'd seen the Beatles the first time on Ed Sullivan show way back. I don't know what year that was, it might have been 64. That really inspired us to, you know, to try to sing and play at the same time. Later on in college, they would add guitarist James Young and folk guitarist John Kuruliski to the mix and sign with the Wooden Nickel record label and officially change their name to Styx. Underneath the Wooden Nickel label, they would release four moderately successful albums, Styx, Styx 2, the Serpent is Rising, and Man of Miracles. Though they had success in their hometown of Chicago, they couldn't break into the mainstream and barely got any singles in radio airtime. But one song will change that, and that song is... When you're with me, I'm smiling. Give me... would be the first hit single of the band and would reach number six in the U.S. thanks to nationwide radio play. But that wasn't enough to keep more singles from being distributed, with Serpent Rising and Man of Miracles being a bust and becoming commercial failures. In 1975, after their four-album record deal with Wood and Nickel ended, the band signed with A&M Records and released the album Equinox, and from that album gained another single that would get radio airtime, Sweet Madam Blue. With two hit singles under their belt and a new record label, the band would soon embark on a nationwide tour, but guitarist John Kuriliski would leave the band to spend time with family. With the tour scheduled, the band started immediately looking for a new guitarist and would soon find a man from Montgomery, Alabama named Tommy Shaw, and this would be considered an elemental change to the band once Shaw joined. I used to like to walk the street and narrow line I used to think that everything was fine So 
Sometimes I'd sit and gaze for days through sleepless dreams, all alone and trapped in time. With the tour complete and a new member added, now it was time to record a new album, Crystal Ball. And with being a new member, Tommy Shaw brought new dynamics to the band, such as the acoustic guitar. Because in the past, Sticks was mainly an electric guitar lead band, but Shaw would break that dynamic with his acoustic style songs that would get you attached with the rhythm and the lyrics. And then the other members would come into the song, completing it with their contributions. In 1976, Sticks gained two new hit singles, Mademoiselle and the song Crystal Ball. And with another tour scheduled that same year, here's Tommy Shaw talking about his excitement from joining Sticks and comparing himself to guitarist James Young. I could not wait to get on that stage. I was so excited. I, I felt like like JY was like the, um, you know, he was the the, the great hunter, you know, uh, with a great pedigree, hunting Labrador hunter, you know, massive chest. And I was like the, the six month old lab pus, puppy running around, peeing on everything and like, ah, you know, I, I, that's that's how I was. I was so excited. I couldn't stand still, and I was running circles around Jay. With Crystal Ball performing well, it wasn't until 1977 with the release of The Grand Illusion, and this album would send the band into complete stardom. I said, that doesn't do it. Nothing will do it. Well, it did it. That was my feeling about the Grand Illusion. I said, boy, this is, this is a grand album we've created here. Songs such as Fooling Yourself, Angry Young Man, Man in the Wilderness, Grand Illusion, and the most notable song in Styx's career that would become the ultimate prom song across America, Come Sail Away. This album sent Sticks on a roll of success and money for the later half of the 70s, with each album gaining a considerable amount of radio play and selling out stadiums and becoming a staple in rock history. With the Grand Illusion album being a major commercial success, Sticks went from being a band that would open for other bands, but now they have bands opening for them. You know, because we were doing good, but we were always everyone's bridesmaid. Oh, opening for Aerosmith and ZZ and Seeger and Kiss and whoever the hell it is. Continuing on with the trend of success that kept on rolling for Sticks after the Grand Illusion album, they would release Pieces of Eight, Cornerstone, Paradise Theater, and Kilroy Was Here. And they would all be commercial successes, and all five of those albums would go platinum as well. 
The next album on the roster would be 1978's Pieces of Eight, and this album would give more hit singles such as Renegade, Blue Collar Man, and both of those would feature Tommy Shaw on lead vocals and become concert staples to this day. Here's Tommy Shaw talking about his inspiration for writing Renegade and how we should thank Alan Parsons for it. Yeah, I was a huge Alan Parsons fan, and um, there was this cask of them, I think Tales of Edgar Allan Poe, uh, and he had this, I'm going to get up for a second. He had this song, and I'm a terrible piano player, I, I warn you. Um, and he, he had this song called uh, Cask of Amontillado. I think it was like it, and it went like... Uh, But even though the band was successful, conflicts within members would soon arise about what musical style the band should continue in and who should lead. At the height of stick success, all seems well, right? Wrong. Members started getting annoyed with each other and would start writing songs on their own time compared to writing songs together as a band. This led to feud between Dennis DeYoung and Tommy Shaw. You know, we, we peaked at a certain point and then the chemistry started going like that and then the, uh, the co-working on songs, kind of everybody was not co-writing anymore and the, everything that was magical about the band had just sort of stagnated and we, we pulled it together and did the best we could. DeYoung wanted Six to put out more love ballads and pop songs, such as Babe, but Tommy Shaw felt that if they did that, they would lose all their hardcore rock fans, so he abdicated to keep a progressive rock sound. This would lead to a clash between the two leaders, but they would continue to tolerate each other for the next two albums, Paradise Theater and Kilroy Was Here. Paradise Theater would become another commercial success and gain singles from songs such as Rockin' the Paradise, Too Much Time in My Hands, and The Best of Times. But in reality, the band was not having the best of times. DeYoung wanted this album and the next album to be concept albums that told a story. This would continue to annoy Shaw, who at this time period was near a breaking point. Now we get to the last Styx album that features the original five. Kilroy was here, the album that killed Styx. Though it was another commercial success, Tommy Shaw would soon leave the band after its tour in 1983, and thus Styx would break up. Styx would reunite in the 1990s, but Tommy Shaw and James Young would sightingly kick Dennis DeYoung out of the band, and to this day, Tommy Shaw and James Young still tour under the Styx label and keep the music of rock and roll alive. They have recorded two new albums in the past years, Mission to Mars and Crash of the Crown, that you can check out on Spotify and Apple Music. I want to thank you all for listening to this podcast and to remind you that this is a companion piece to my radio show that you can check out any past episodes on SoundCloud. For more updates on future content, you can check out my social media. Just 
search up the Goose Classic Rock Hour on any social media site. Thank you and have a good time rocking out.